I have six children, and some of them are more prone to follow, let's call them house rules. Others were born ready to challenge anything that was established as a boundary or a guideline or a rule. They were suggestions. The truth is, if you have children, you know what I'm talking about. We're going to unpack a little bit of that today. I'm John Fuller, joined in the studio by Dr. Danny Huerta. He is a counselor, speaker, and author. He leads our Focus on the Family parenting team. Um, okay, Danny, you're you're really good at, I think, framing things for your kids. Did you have rules for them? Uh, are you, <laughs> Suggestions you're, you're, you mean? You're like, yeah. a, you're like an expert <laughs> at conversations, but did you have any house wow. rules posted? Like, uh, we are respectful. The, you yeah. know, the Huertas are whatever. You probably should have gotten to that. We didn't post them. Okay. Uh, but we talked about behavior rules and character rules. Oh, what's the so difference? So behaviors from the outside in. These are things you you do and you need stop signs on and you need to learn how to control certain moments better. And that would be self-control of the mouth. We talked about that. You need to be able to control your, your own mouth. And that means when we're talking about cuss words or dishonesty, just it really encompasses a lot that can come out of the mouth. And then the character ones, honesty. Uh, from the inside out, uh, rules on honesty or dishonesty, what's going on in your heart. And uh, we, we have uh, conversations about that. Is it humility or pride? We don't want pride in our home. We're going to take that out. We're gonna, we don't want dishonesty in our, our home. We want honesty. And so it's rules around that. As we see those things come out, we're going to do what we need to do as parents to help you get realigned to where you need to be character-wise in order for your behaviors to be lined up where they need to be. But when the behaviors pop out, that starts to give us evidence of something we need to do from the outside in to help the character mold. And so we had certain rules that we put in place for certain periods of time. Age and stage, each one has its own rules. We had a lot more when they were younger and as teenagers. um, It's uh, guidelines that we put in place with a natural consequence that comes with that. Yeah, and uh, let's just go ahead and continue that theme as we hear from Dr. Kevin Lehman. He spoke with Jim Daly and me and Jim's wife, Jean, about healthy rules to have in place for your kids and how to navigate that. Let me ask you, Kevin, I I was watching a little clip the other day, and it was about a two-year-old who could really barely speak. And she had, it looked like she had eaten something she wasn't supposed to eat. I don't know if it was a cookie or whatever, but the mom had the phone on and she's taping this little session with her two-year-old. And the two-year-old little girl is going, no, mommy, I didn't eat it. No, I didn't. And the mom's going, yes, you did. I did not eat that, mommy. <laughs> I mean, and it is it does point to the sin nature of human beings. I don't know that science can come up with that. They Right from the get-go, you're yeah. denying what's real as a one-and-a-half, two, two-and-a-half-year-old child. So speak to a child's bent, and then how do we recognize those bents as parents, and how do we help you know, mold that child as they're going along? Yeah, isn't it amazing you don't have to teach a kid to lie? <laughs> right. It, right. It, just, it just comes naturally. I didn't do it. Yeah, and the individual bent is such an important thing for us to understand as parents. There is that individual bent. Your child is going to have many paths in life, not just one. And I think it's a smart parent who realizes that one kid tends to be a little introspective for a reason, because they might feel like they can't measure up to that firstborn child. 
I mean, myself, looking, I've, I've shrunk myself. I grew up with a sister who was perfect, a brother who was near perfect. I became the class clown, got thrown out of Cub Scouts, got thrown out of fourth grade, got thrown out of college. <laughs> you and I and share recently, that, by the way. <laughs> and recently, Sandy and I got thrown out of adult Bible study that we've been in for over 35 years or something. We're not asking why. Yeah, we really <laughs> did. Because we no longer go to that church, and the church has rules, so we're no longer in that group. But recognizing the bent of a child is really important. And we tend to project, and this is important, our unfulfilled dreams and wishes on our children. Yes. So if you grow up with a feeling, Gene, of uh, a lack of respect or a need for respect, or respect was a huge thing in your family, what are both of Gene's boys going to get a double dose of? The R word. Yes. (laughs) Respect. And if we look back in our own lives, look at our own parenting that our parents did to us, you'll get some clues to the landmines that are awaiting you as a parent. And the things you say is now as a young parent that you've already told yourself, I'll never say that to my kid. Not only will you say it, but you'll use the same tone and inflection that your parents <laughs> use. You know, before we, we move beyond the rules orientation, Kevin, there is a natural, I think, a natural bias in the Christian community. We want to live up to expectations as Christians. We in essence, uh, subscribe to a set of boundaries that we're going to live by, etc. So rules aren't necessarily a terrible thing, but you it's how you treat them, right? The Pharisees, I mean, the biblical example yeah. is Jesus blew the Pharisees up in terms of, hey, it's not about the rules, it's about the heart. But elaborate, because I think Christian parents, we tend to want to, how many of us have family rules. Oh, yeah. And we put it on the wall. uh, We do have family rules. And you teach kids that when you come to a street, you look both ways. I'm reminded of the flat cat (laughs) who got hit. No, really, it was flat. Yeah, I bet it was. (laughs) Poor little guy ran out in the street and he got hit by a truck. He was pretty flat. And everybody was devastated. But the lesson was, you know, Little Chucky would be alive today if he would have looked both ways. And so as a parent, sometimes you use those natural things in life to show kids why there's rules in life. Rules are healthy, okay, if they're presented, like Jim says, you know, in a positive, good way. In a context. We all need rules. But the point is, as kids grow older, I made the point in my book, our kids never had a curfew, ever, ever. They never had a curfew. People look at me like I got a screw loose. Well, Only why would Gene you do and I. that? And the kids would always say, they would say, what time do I need to be home? And I was always come back with the same answer. Be home at a reasonable hour. Dad, would you just tell me? They don't like that answer. <laughs> they want the rule. Yeah. What and were you achieving by doing that? What were you teaching them? I'm teaching them that I believe in them. That they have a good mm-hmm. brain in their head, and they're going to use good judgment. And generally, they came home earlier than you, you thought yes. you, they should. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and if they were going to be late, they were on the phone with a long list of explanations about why, well, the football game was in overtime, and the bus was late, and you know whatever it was. And they just want to reassure they're, they're going to be okay and not in the doghouse. I said, honey, enjoy your pizza. Come on home. It's okay. Let's come back to a point, Danny, that Kevin made about Jean giving her boys respect. 
Uh, how do we convey that we still respect you, even though I've given you a bunch of rules? You're my son. I love you. I respect you. But sorry, here are the rules. Uh, it's Im- or is that an impossible journey? <laughs> well, it's <laughs> it's good to know that your sons aren't dumb. They are impulsive at times. They have emotions that get in the way of them making the wisest decision in the moment. Mm-hmm. Have them articulate what it is that they already know. What would be the best decision here? What, as you reach for the better thought in the moment, what would that thought be? And, uh, and sh- have them show you that they, they've, they've got it. Sometimes they don't. They reach for the lower, most convenient thought, and they just go with that. Yeah. Help them begin to see, I know you've got the other one, and I, I believe in you, son, that you're going to make the right decision. Reach for that better thought. Just take that extra moment to reach for that better thought bubble that you've got mm-hmm. going on in there. And just trust me on the results. And uh, I, I do know that you want good things as well for your life. Trust that they are wanting good things in their life as well. And uh, help build in them the, the dialogue that you believe that they are wanting to build a strong character and can do so. The more we, we, we remove that responsibility from our sons, the more they just feel like, well, psh, they already think I'm going to do things wrong yes, anyway, so yes. I'll just do it. If I'm already going to get in trouble or they don't even believe in me, what's the point in doing this? Yeah, I remember my son saying recently, he goes, Dad, I was, I'm, I'm trying real hard. I, I got here five minutes late, but I'm doing this well and this well. And uh, it caused me to really think through how do I point out the things my son does very well instead of just the moments where I tell him, hey, son, you missed the mark here. Yeah. Uh, that shows respect for a son when they do things well. Make sure you you point that out and you let them know, hey, I, I really admired the fact that you made this right choice. I saw that. Yeah. Good job. Notice the good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, the whole conversation with Kevin Lehman and Gene Daly is available as a free download at our website. We'll link over to it. And uh, we also have his book, Why Your Kids Misbehave and What to Do About It. It's especially helpful for parents with younger preteen kids, but I think you'll find it very beneficial, as you heard from Dr. Lehman in the clip. Uh, Make a donation today to the Ministry of Focus on the Family, and we'll say thanks by sending a copy of that book to you. Uh, We'll have a link in the show notes for you to be able to make a monthly pledge or a one-time gift of any amount, and uh, also to request that book. Next time, Dr. Lehman shares about some times that he had some great fun with his kids. He is a memory maker. And for now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Are you remarried? Over 40% of couples are. If you have a blended family, you know how complex it can be, especially when it comes to estate planning. Ensuring that you're honoring your new spouse and all kids is essential. If you need help preparing a will for your blended family but don't know where to start, Focus on the Family can help. Download our resource, 16 Questions to Ask If You Have a Blended Family. It's our gift to you at FocusOnTheFamily.com slash BlendedFamilyEbook.